Hi, this is John. And I'm Cecilia. From Crazy Cat Paranormal Speaks. And you're listening to the Bigfoot Club Podcast. Hey everybody, Robert Jesse Dominguez, Bigfoot Club, Season 4, Episode 4. So, uh, we're back together. I know last time we did a show, uh, somebody was sick with COVID. Mm-hmm, that was me. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I got. I still have lingering effects. Still coughing, so if you you might hear me, hear me cough. Unless you can edit it out. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. I okay, think, I think it's good. I think it's it makes the show real. Mm-hmm. So, um, Juan, what's going on? Nothing much. I'm back. Steven's back, and we're all back together. We're actually at Steven's house right now. So, mm-hmm. yep, we're doing the show. Uh, super excited about this episode. Um, before we talk about this interesting uh, story. Let's get uh, the book of Boba Fett out the way. So, mm-hmm. I know when we did the last show, it hadn't premiered yet. You know, it hadn't even come out yet. But we talked about a couple of things. We talked about um, uh, the possibility. Know, of- yeah, the possibility because, like, you were actually right about mm-hmm. uh, about the the potential protagonist, which was. I'll let you say it. Um, the Huts. Yeah I the the uh, twins. The twins. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah, their cousins or Java. I was like, I knew, I knew they're gonna have like some type of relative. That's what it would make sense. <laughs> make it interesting. And then, like, I was right about the the uh, Tuscan Raider stuff because I said, I go, I bet he hooked up with the with, with the Tuscan Raiders, and I was I was right on, <clears throat> yep. I was right on the money. On and that it was one. a beautiful story. Yeah, how they told it, of how he became one of them. Let's talk about the soundtrack. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. And and me, I really didn't care. I just wanted to watch the show. Yeah, it's like I don't listen to the music. I just want. I, I just want, want to look at it. I and want the story. I want the story. Hey, but this time I listen to the music now that y'all said something. Yeah, about it. it just it just it's yeah. like a, a missing. It's a it's an important ingredient to the show. Helps better. It. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know who sung it, who played it. Yeah. Oh man, take it. You would say that. No. Yeah, but it was it was actually pretty good. Um, yeah. What what I what I didn't know um, the mayor. Of uh, was it Mos Mos Espa? Mos, yeah, Mos Mos Espa. Yeah, Mos. I, I don't know if I'm getting it right. I'm mm-hmm. I'm, not probably, I'm probably getting it wrong. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, the voice of that of that hammerhead guy was um, Robert Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that. Yep. It was that was the the director for uh, the episode. Mm. So it was it was his voice on there doing that. So I thought it was kind of cool. He did the best movies ever, <laughs> Spy Kids. Yeah. No, no, it was Spy Kids. <laughs> It was like from Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, Dust Till Dawn. He did uh, the, what's it? Um, Planet Terror. With the Mariachi. The Mariachi. Uh, mariachi. Yeah. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Yeah. Um, ah, I'm just listening. I'm being educated <laughs> no, right I now. Thought, I, thought, I thought you. Uh, no. I, I thought I, one of them was your favorite movies. Well, they're all my good favorite uh, Desperado, movies. Desperado. Thank you. Desperado. Desperado. Uh, yeah. Just, I don't go into the length. Of seeing who directed it, one, one. So who produced it? Too one. Quentin Tarantino. This part out. Quentin Tarantino. Oh, I know that. I'm just, I'm just oh. kidding. But um, but I was like, I was pretty happy with uh, the most recent episodes because it had Danny Danny Trejo in it. Danny, mm-hmm. Danny Trejo yeah, with a, with a fucking rancor. A rancor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was that was awesome. I who said, better okay, to bring that out. I know. I go. Okay, I'm done. I'm yeah. I'm done watching the show now. Danny yeah. Danny Trejo and a fucking rancor. So that was that was pretty cool. So. Yeah, that I think that's what the cherry on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Like, oh, it's getting uh, okay. All right, the rancor. Okay, 
And and it looks like they're kind of foreshadowing that Mboba might ride him. Yes. And yeah. I think, man, I, ha- I hate to be right on this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think that's going to be the key thing that's going to defeat the twins. They're going to he's probably the rancor is going to eat both the the huts. I would I I I wouldn't doubt that, but I don't think that they're the main villain though. There's uh, there's somebody like in the background, I think. Han Solo. <laughs> no. Chewbacca. <laughs> Chewbacca. I know. He wants to get rid of the black Chris Christensen, Chris yeah. Chris Satan, Chris Christopher, Chris Christopher, <laughs> Chris Christopher, yeah. Whoever that is. You're talking about the black, I mean, the the one that attacked Boba? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> Chris Kattan? Chris Kattan. Chris Kattan. Chris Kattan, yeah. the comedian. <laughs> yeah, the black Chris Kattan. <clears throat> yeah, that was, that, was, that was pretty good. I mean, because it's like, um, you know, I, I just really like where it's going. That's just me, and I'm pretty happy. And uh, I want to watch it on t- on. On Tuesday night at midnight, but I'm not able to do that. I no, gotta, I got to watch it on Wednesday because they release it at like three in the morning. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, but, anyway. but did you did you notice that on the end of the fourth one who they were talking about? Uh, no. That whenever she was like, you know, the, those credits can buy you muscle, and then it, it plays the Mandalorian. Really? Yeah, yeah. So I think he's gonna he's gonna make an appearance. Dang, dude. Yeah. Yep. With without Baby Yoda. Do you, nope. do you think that's where on the Mandalorian, uh, Yoda was on the baby Yoda was on the rock and Boba and she came around the corner. You no, that was that no, was that no. was actually that was before he got his armor. Yeah, it was so cool. now that he has his armor. I think since he knows that he, I guess he completed his mission of getting Grogu to where he needed to be. He needs he needs to look for work. Yeah, so he's gonna probably pay Mandalorian to help him out mm. on the rest of the season. Right I think I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I totally agree <clears> on that one. That one's that one makes me super happy just to see him again. So, <coughs> but I think uh, I think the book the book of Boba Fett's going to surpass the Mandalorian. Yeah, see, like I, okay, so I said that at work, and I, I have I work with a bunch of millennials. Yeah, I am a millennial myself, but I don't consider myself a millennial. Nice, because um, you're raised by an next generation. <laughs> exactly. So. They're like 24. I think the youngest is 22. It's, it's uh, I'll, I'll call him, I'll call them Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. <laughs> um, Bill and Ted, they were like, man, I, I, I can't, this Boba Fett, like this show is, is terrible. It's like, I don't understand. What? Yeah. They were like saying like they, they weakened him. They made him so friendly. It's like a, it's like a kid, uh, like a kid show. And it's, it take the, it took the seriousness and the badass of, of Boba Fett, the, the, what I remember from, like the old movies, Empire Strikes Back, they made him, they weakened him. I was like, well, I go, he wants to do things different from Jabba. So, yeah. you know, he's trying to, he's trying to do a change here, but I think it might, it might flip because he realized how much he's getting screwed over. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I go, I think that's a, a fantastic story writing where they're writing him to where he wants to be different. Right. But still be Boba Fett. And they were like, nah, nah, man, I, I'm getting sick and tired. And then they brought up these these teenagers with Android arms and all that. I go, okay, steampunk, yeah, what that oh, was yeah. that was kind of eh, on it. But he's like, yeah. And the next thing he's gonna, they were like joking. They're like saying the next episode he's gonna like hire a bunch of Teletubbies. Uh, <laughs> stuff. I go, man, man, if y'all hate it so much, why are you watching it? I know, seriously. And they're like, well, we're waiting for the show to get good, and it's not it's not being promising on that. And I was like, here's an idea, don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, don't watch it. If you don't like it, go back to the Mandalorian. But. They were saying like you know, oh, the Mandalorian might come back, so he's going to really help this show. 
I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I go, y'all do realize that we wouldn't have the Mandalorian if it wasn't for Boba Fett. Right. I mean, you got to pay I mean, respect that's, to Grandpa. That's, well, that's, Daddy. that's where they got the armor from. So, I mean. mm-hmm. or at least, what's or, the armor called? Um, Beskar. 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 That's right. Beskar. So, <clears throat> so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I'm, how, why am I yelling? <laughs> so yeah. I'm right <laughs> so I'm telling a story. You see. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're just trying to talk over my my cough, which is okay. No, no, I wasn't trying. To no, 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 that's okay. No, 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 no. that's all right. So, uh, <laughs> but well, but yeah, like, whatever. But yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm pretty excited about you know where it's going because I think it's what ten episodes, eight episodes. Uh, I wish it's ten or no, uh, seven, seven. Yeah, that's right. <sighs> Dang it! Yeah, okay. got it's like three more. It's almost over. It's almost like like Hawkeye. Yeah, I was mad when the end was King. <laughs> Yeah, oh, like I can't believe that's the last one that's going to end like that. And with the gunshot, yeah, yeah, he's he's going to be back. Don't worry. Yeah, he ripped the the car door off. Oh. I think I think he's going. And then he got like stabbed or with the yeah. arrows. And he kept taking it off. I think he's going to survive a gunshot. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's going to be fine. <clears throat> so, you guys ready to start talking about the story? Yes, I'm looking forward to mispronouncing this the hell out of this this uh, this name here. <laughs> Well, this story first came to me, uh, I think, right before I got sick uh, by Ken the Marvelous Marvel. Uh, he, you know, Ken, Ken Marvel uh, and Tim Clay, they're not on Facebook, so they really hate Facebook. So they, they were, like, texting me. Um, Ken was texting me this story about Portlock, and I, I had never heard his story before. I have really never heard of it. And then I started researching on it, and I really wanted to talk about the story of uh, Right before I got sick, and then we never got to talk about it. Cause yeah, it was, it was like, like over a year ago. Like yeah. We wanted to really talk about it. And, and like, there was, like, no podcast. Nobody talking about it. It mm-hmm. was maybe, like, I found, like, one podcast, and it was, like, more like a, a educational, like, uh, Halloween version of it, and they were talking about it. So uh, I went and researched it, and I know I sent you both guys uh, the link on it. And uh, you have any thoughts on it before we, we start talking about it? Um, I have any, it's, it's a lot of thoughts, so we can just jump okay. in on the talking on okay. it. Okay. So, so mm-hmm. Sebastian, but anyway, um, the story, and which I thought was kind of fascinating, uh, history on it, because in 1779, the Spanish, uh, landed on Portlock and they put up a obelisk and they, you know, whenever the Spanish take over a place like, in North America, they usually like read a, like a proclamation and say, "Hey, you're now subjects of Spain. You know you're going to be, you know, stu- you know, studying Catholicism, and if you don't, we're going to kill you." So they ended up killing, probably end up killing like a lot of like indigenous people there, mm-hmm. and they left that year, 1779. And the Spanish doesn't give up; they don't give up nothing, you know. And they left. Uh, story was that they were getting sick. And a lot of them got sick, I think died, and then they end up leaving. Mm-hmm. And in uh, 1786, uh, the, um, the Royal British Navy, uh, Nathaniel Portlock, mm-hmm. uh, founded the place in uh, 1786. And I think uh, they were having, they were, I think they were having prospects in the early 1900s, and I think they had a, a post office in 1921. Yeah, nineteen. It was like nineteen twenty nine, nineteen twenty one. Yeah, and so they actually had uh, some people uh, there. They were actually trying to build. They actually built a, a fish cannery, uh, some lumber stuff. They were doing lumber, uh, and they were also doing some mines there. So mm-hmm. 
And it starts off in tw- uh, 1921, and I think it starts taking off where they were having some people, some hunters that would go, like, into the woods. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't come back. And like at that time, you know, it was it was kind of it was kind of uh, conventional for people to go get lost in the woods. Even like even today, if people mm-hmm. get lost in the woods and they're you know you can't find them and they just disappear. And so there was a, a couple people that were that were doing it. And I think most of the people that were living in that town were um, they're uh, Russian Aleuts. And mm-hmm. the indigenous name here, I'm going to play this really quick because I'm going to butcher this, so I'm going to start using this. Alushik. 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 So Alushik people, they were on the uh, the Aleut Islands. When that's the Aleut Islands is like the little tail on Alaska that kind of goes all the way to Russia. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess the the indigenous people uh, originate from there, but they go all all over Alaska. And so a lot of like uh, I think predominantly of that that village was um, Alushik people. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a there was a neighboring village called uh, Port Chatham, but they were so close, so they just kind of called it Portlock. Portlock, yeah. Portlock. So, um, I know there was a couple stories, and I'll I'll run through it really really quick. But there was a couple stories. There was a story of a a, a man that was like he was he was killed. His head was caved in, and it was like off of uh, some lumber equipment that no man could lift. Like no man could lift, and they, this guy had this this piece of lumber equipment. I, I guess apparently someone picked it up and bashed him over the head. So he was like found like ten feet away from this lumber equipment. I mean, it wasn't like he fell and hit it and then rolled or anything like that. So that was kind of too far away. So whatever killed him picked this thing up and bashed him over the head. So that was kind of, and this was, uh, and I'll just say this: this is kind of interesting because this was before the word Bigfoot was created because Bigfoot. The word was created in 1958 in California. And so this was happening like in the 20s and like in the 30s. So most of the newspaper clippings would say, you know, large hairy man or mm. giants in the woods or something like that. Any any thoughts on that so far? Uh, it, yeah, this was the first reporters of, of Bigfoot, the uh, first reporter of a Bigfoot that was supposedly killing people. Yeah. And yeah, that's 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 pretty terrifying. It is. Mm-hmm. Juan, do you have any thoughts on it? Is it a different species, or is it the same that we have here? I, you know, I think it's the same here, but I think the, the difference between, you know, North America and, say, like Alaska, especially in this rural area, is that these Bigfoots, you got to think, you know, these Bigfoots probably never seen a human before. Do you, mm. do you think that they are really originated from Russia? Because what, what is the Russian Yeti. people call uh, Bigfoot? <laughs> it's called... Uh, I'll play this real quick. I don't so. want to like just say Bigfoot for everything. Yeah, where's the Yeti from? Nantinak. Um, oh, so that that's that's. I thought that was Native American. Huh? I thought that was Native American. What? The Nantinak. It is. It is Native American. So, but, but that's that's the Russian. The, the 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 Russian word for Bigfoot is I think it's Almas Almas. So, do you think that that they were really like originally from Russia and they just originated? It's po- it's possible. I mean, there. I mean, there's been stories about you know the the Bering Strait that the uh, little uh, mm-hmm. part of uh, Alaska that touched Russia and there was ice and they crossed over. And that's how that's how Bigfoots came from. Our Yetis came from uh, Asia over to North America. That's that's the theory. I mean, no one can ever prove that. Or I mean, yeah, that's, that's all they that's all they do. Like they they walk and they, they right. explore. So during. Uh, 
still the same thing, but during that time, whenever there wasn't there wasn't cities and there wasn't right. that much people around, that they had the ability to actually just just travel and just walk and mm. explore. And it makes me wonder if they, it was actually Russian, and you know, had yeah, too, had too much vodka, and they were like, you know, <laughs> kill all humans, let's let's kill some humans. Come on, why, why do they sound congested? Because <laughs> they don't even sound they're, Russian. They're, they're, <laughs> They're in the cold. That's why. Uh, killed all the Russians. <laughs> that's terrible. That's, that's a terrible impression. <laughs> better than that. Somebody sit on my heads, please. <laughs> my heads, please. Now he just sounds like it was cow cho- uh, chocolate or whatever. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, oh, man. But, yeah, the Russian word for Bigfoot is almost. So, um, uh, almost? Yeah. Hold on. Let me. You look it up. Talk some months yourselves. Mm. Almost. So. So. Um, that is that is pretty. That's scary. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I always say, like, there's, like, a, a lot of, there's a lot of worse things you could die from or die of. And I would say one of the worst things is probably getting killed by a shark while you're underwater. Mm-hmm. Getting killed by a grizzly bear. Mm-hmm. Die by or die from? I guess by. Does it matter? Does it, it does because really what? What if you survive it? You suffocate it. You died by suffocation. Well, yeah, because that's if you're underwater, you're getting killed by a shark. You're like suffocating. You're freaking out. And you're eating alive. And you're, you're getting eaten alive, and you know you're, they're probably. It's just it's terrible. Same thing with a grizzly bear. Uh, you're not suffocating, but they they pretty much oh, like yeah. stomp on you and. You're losing your breath and all that. Or you're getting killed by something that you've never seen before and you're not gonna be allowed to tell to tell it how to tell what it is. That's it, probably the worst. It's the state of shock. Yeah. The state of shock. Like, oh my god, like like you look <clears throat> up and you're like, That thing's more than eight feet tall. It's like twelve. Yeah. And it like grabs you and you're just like you're oh. just trying you don't know what to do, you don't know what to think. I, I think I told you that before. That's like the my top three worst like to die but by or from like was great rice a great white shark mm. uh a grizzly bear or something that you've never seen before and you know it's not if we were all there i wouldn't have a problem i'll push one of y'all down Dang. i'll start running that, i mean he's got survival well, I, can, I can't run that fast right yeah. now so i think both of you got me beat oh, so. shit, i forgot <laughs> i wonder why 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 is that robert i'd have to put you, put him on my back so this is the Russian word for uh, <coughs> hold on. Oh, I'm not saying forget that. Russian is someone. I'll just call it the <laughs> Bigfoot. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. us. But um, the other stories on there, there was a there was a couple stories. There was a story of this one guy named Michael Pekka. Uh, and there was like confl- conflicting stories on this one because I read one story on this one and another story on another one. But uh, one of the stories was um, he was he was he was hit he was punched in the chest by a Bigfoot, and his dog scared it off. He was that close to it. Yeah, he he was close to it, and it got it punched him in the chest, and his dog scared it off. And he told I guess the villagers that what it was it was uh, the the Bigfoot or the Nantanuk, mm-hmm. and uh, he eventually died from his from the punch because it was like, he had like internal injuries. Well, yeah, and there was another story the same guy Michael Pecka. Uh, someone else wrote down that he was strangled and mutilated by this, and the, but it was chased off by dogs as well. 
but uh, apparently uh, Nantinuk or Nantinuk, however they want to <laughs> say man it. From Nantucket, <laughs> Nantucket, Nantinuk. It doesn't like dogs, so it was kind of that's kind of weird. And there was a there was a couple stories. There was another one was uh, I think currently like in, in 1992. There was a gentleman that was in um, Eagle River, mm. and he was uh, he was having a heart attack. And so the paramedic guy came in and was like working on him. And the paramedic guy was just trying to make you know you know nice with him and just talk to him about stuff. And he was he was telling the the um, Native American guy that uh, that had the the heart problem that he was uh, hunting in Portlock. And um, the gentleman like sat up and said, "Did you see it?" And the paramedic guy was like, you know, he didn't know what he's talking about, so he's just playing along and say, um, "No, I didn't. Did you?" And then like he goes, "No, I didn't." But uh, it chased my brother out of the woods. So eventually, he was like talking to him more and more, and he came out to say, "Yeah, this was uh, Nantanuck that was has chasing him. The Bigfoot had chased mm-hmm. him, his brother out." So that was that story. I think it was in the I forgot what paper that was in, but it was in the paper. And there was another lady that was, uh, I think her father uh, was telling the story. They made it, I made it to, I think, the newspaper in 1972 that, um, that her father witnessed, like, these, these hunters would go into the woods and then they're, they're, uh, they would go missing. And so when it would rain hard, the, the rains would wash down these body parts of, like, arms and legs and torsos of yeah. these people that were missing into the, uh, the uh, lagoon, I think there, yeah, and, lagoon, yeah. yeah. So, and like she, that was in the paper in 1972, and so that was kind of interesting as well because like, um, whenever you, whenever you see body parts, especially come down like in the woods or some whatever like that, that's not characteristics of bears or or wolves because they they'll eat it to the bone, they'll eat mm-hmm. it to the bone, and like whatever whatever took these guys because apparently I guess they were saying like in this newspaper clipping that. These these arms and legs were pulled out of sockets, mm. so that was something that's got to be pretty strong to do that. So mm-hmm. um, that was probably, that was kind of interesting a little bit because um, I mean I've heard like hundreds and hundreds of Bigfoot stories, and very few of them are very very violent. You know, very few. There's mostly like Bigfoots crossing <coughs> roads, or you know they're like picking food off of a you know off a farm, or they pick up a pig and take off or something like that. But Mm. Never attacking humans. Violent, violent to the pigs and deer. Though. Like, yeah, they're they're violent to them, and so that that was kind of it was kind of interesting to me how uh, this story escaped me somehow, and I never never caught this story. So it was uh, it was it's intriguing. I know we're doing a show now, but I imagine we're gonna probably do like more shows about it, and just like yeah, at least talk about there's it. There's so much that I've researched on it, and now that we watched the the show or the documentary on it, it's like yeah. This is just is so much. Steven's talking about uh, Alaskan Killer Bigfoot that's on uh, Discovery Plus, and so this show was actually. I, I, I please forgive me, whoever told me this, because it was it was a member of the Bigfoot Club Facebook group had messaged me, like I was doing post. I, I do post like every every day, mm. and somebody messaged me, and I and I whoever you are, I apologize. They messaged me about this show. I go, it's on Discovery Plus, uh, so. I looked it up really quick, and it's a, it's a show on Discovery Plus. It's a, you know, it's it's a reality show. You know, I imagine some of it's kind of staged, some of it's probably real, whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it's entertaining, but um, I watched it. It's, it's supposed to be about um, the the grand Trojan of the people who left Portlock, because you know, 
we haven't got that part of the story, but eventually people in Portlock were so tied up with, I guess, pe- Bigfoot's, you know, attacking them, they eventually moved out in 1949. Mm-hmm. So the, the show, Alaskan Killer Bigfoot, and I'm probably jumping around a lot, and I apologize, but uh, it's about the grandchildren that the people that went to a neighboring village. And so mm-hmm. the, 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 the documentary is about their grandchildren going back to Portlock and trying to reassess it and trying to see if, if it's livable again. Mm-hmm. And so they're just trying to map it out and stuff like that. So it's a really interesting show. So if you haven't checked it out, you should really, really check it out. So mm-hmm. There um, might be a couple spoilers in here, too. If we, yeah. Uh, if you haven't watched it. Um, but, it, yeah, there was a lot of, there was a lot of uh, especially at the end, like, oh, my God, did you see that? Yeah. Oh, no, it's running towards us, you know. And then it's, you can tell that that's probably most likely staged. Yeah. However, the stories that they talked about it on there was, like, true like from what from what they gathered mm-hmm. proving it that's uh, one thing that they're trying to do on the show and you know what how, how, you're, you've been saying it right N- Nantinic N- Nantinuk Nantinuk Jesus Christ I don't know why I can't like say the, it. the people on the show were saying it all kinds yeah, of different ways that's one thing I it was bothering me is that there was like three or four characters on there that was pronouncing it differently and the main character on the on the show is Keith he kept saying he kept it was like a, a, a Mexican rolling his R's. Right. It was very authentic. So he kept saying, Nantanunk. Nantanunk. Like it just sounded like a sound effect. And I was like, what, what, what is that? Yeah. And then Ash would, <clears throat> the other character on there, and Ash would <clears throat> say Nantinic. Yeah. And then the, the narrator would say, well, how you say it. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I still can't pronounce it. Hold on. Nantinuk. <clears throat> Nantinuk. <laughs> yeah, the, the narrator would say that, and I'm like, Oh my god! I was just getting confused. I was like, "How do you?" So I just it stuck with me how Keith was saying "nunk the nunk." Yeah, it just sounded like a, a, he sounded like he was like he was <clears throat> congested or something. Yeah, or or it just sounded like a sound effect of a ball falling down "nunk the nunk." You know, "nunk the nunk," "nunk the nunk." So, um, yeah, they're they were just trying to find out what what it is and see if there's a way to be peaceful with it. But throughout the whole series, you're it's it's not. It's very. Uh, what's that word I'm looking for? It starts with the M. Malevolent. 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 You're going to make me say it right now. <clears throat> oh, Jesus Christ. Malevolent. Uh, malevolence. It's very, uh, it, it leads more to, at the end of it, it being more right. supernatural than than uh, the normal like, creature, Bigfoot, being an animal. Yeah, it was, it was really different. But what I, what I kind of wanted to talk about, you know, I know I talked about it on other shows, and... One, I know you weren't a part of that that show. Whenever I uh, was talking about, I was I was on another show, and I was talking about because like theory is that Bigfoots can do infrasound, and I'm not sure if you're like uh, if you know what what that is. It's infrasound is uh is what like a tiger does it. They they send out this low frequency, and it kind of paralyzes their their prey so they can pounce on it easier. And so theory has it that Bigfoots can do infrasound. And so I was on another show, and I was talking about uh, EMF. And EMF, I'm not sure if you know what that is either, or Stephen, uh, it's an electric mag- magnetic field. It's what theory is when a, a ghost manifests, it gives off EMF. And so different things give off EMF, like refrigerators, uh, poorly shielded uh, wiring in the house, power lines, uh, power lines um, <clears throat> Uh, Transformer. Transformers. Transformers. Um, um, not the Autobots or Decepticons. Like actual Transformers. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, like uh, like um, 
a power box? What's it? Yeah, a power box. So like, fuse, like, like, fuse, fuse box, box. Fuse box. Sorry. Um, Chevrolet's Ford. Lights? The, the, would you consider lights? Yeah, like old lights that has like an old ballast in it. Yeah. Like okay. A, yeah. Yeah. Like an old ballast because <clears throat> they give up because like EMF is like a. It's you can't you can't see it you can't taste it you can't smell it but it gives off and so whenever whenever ghosts do it they just do it without like power without you know sometimes they drain power but everybody that gets overly I guess um, in that environment you get everybody reacts different like nausea they get sick they get dizzy they they hallucinate hallucinate and so this is the theory so the same theory that when I was on the show talking about that. Another researcher had told me, he goes, that sounds like infrasound. And I go, <clears throat> I go, yeah, I guess it kind of does because infrasound is like a low frequency and um, it makes you also nauseated. It makes you dizzy and it makes you feel like you're like sick to your stomach. It makes you like hallucinate and stuff like that. So whenever she talked about that, I said, man, I don't think anybody's ever talked about that. Anybody's ever talked about infrasound and EMF at the same time. It's the, almost the same thing. And so... Whenever you talk about Portlock, when we talk about Portlock, there was like at least about between 1921 and 1950, there was probably like three dozen people either came up missing or they were murdered like mysteriously. So you have about 36 souls in that area Mm -hmm. and probably the... A lot more when the uh, Spanish came over. Whenever the Spanish killed a bunch of people, so they probably didn't document that. So you probably have all these dead people and all these spirits in this area. And then you have like, I don't know how many Bigfoots are in that area doing infrasound. Mm -hmm. And then you have all this spiritual um, death in that area. So... You think they're summoning them? Yeah, I kind of think so. Or you think the... That's where I was going to get to because... When I was talking to you on the phone the other night, mm-hmm. is that because I was like, man, I have so many theories of what it's doing. Uh, it's, it, you think the Bigfoot is is using that energy, yeah, to to I guess give its abilities more enhanced, or it's just like, yeah, I mean, because I think I, oh, I'm getting shivers just thinking about that. Right yeah, now. but it's, uh, just, it's creepy because like I didn't also add this as well. There was like there was like several at least at least like ten to eight. Uh, shipwrecks in that area right mm-hmm. in that bay as well and so you got and you know because like water is a conduit of par- you know paranormal beyond capabilities i mean it's it like whenever there's water there's always like a paranormal story or something and you got water and you got the people that died there and you have bigfoots i mean it's just it's crazy like i'm you know, I'm not one of those people that i like to talk about portals and you know bigfoots going through portals it, I, it's something that i don't really I don't really sell or I really believe as much, but I, mm-hmm. I'll listen to people talk about it. But with this story, there's like so much stuff going on there. And it's like, I don't know, man. It's like, I, I, I really wanted to go there. Uh, but the only way you get there is like either fly or you got, you have to go in like a boat. And not only just fly, it's those small planes <laughs> yeah. that land on the water, the, the plane, whatever, water planes, whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's, no, it's not a Cessna. Yeah. No, it's, Unless you can land on an island, no, no. you land on the the, the ocean okay. um, near. It. I forgot what they're called. I forgot what they're, they're called too. Sea planes or whatever. Yeah, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm a millennial on that. But mm-hmm. anyway, but. yeah. No, it's um, and plus, you know, I know we're, we're you're trying to probably like build up to, it, but you were telling me about the 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 Alaskan 
triangle or Alaskan yeah. Bermuda triangle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it like it hits. Was it Jun- Juno and Juno um, Anchorage on and, one point and, ba- and Barrow Barrow. So Juno uh, Anchorage and, and Barrow. That it's like yeah, it's in the, between those right there. Those 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 cities. Like planes get go missing, UFOs. Uf, there's UFO sightings. Um, there's a ton of paranormal stuff. Of paranormal stuff. So they, they, I mean, it, there's no way of telling that. You know, the, when you see the UFOs there, it's probably that that triangle is probably a portal mm-hmm. to another dimension. So that it's just a doorway for UFOs to just show up. Um, and that's why I was saying, I go, is is Portlock there? Because if it was, I would have just add more, <clears throat> add more to it. But it's not. I don't yes, think it's you not. Looked it up. Yeah, whenever I looked at the map, it's it's nowhere near that. But you know, <coughs> it's like, but who knows? It could feed off of that. It, it could it, still feed off of that. It could. It could. It could just be its own triangle. Yeah, as there. well. So I mean, because like, um, I mean, this story is like so intriguing to me, and I, I, I don't know, because I, I've always been fascinated with Bigfoot behavior. And like so, there's so many people that come to me and like um, talk to me about about Bigfoot sightings. Like they see a Bigfoot cross the road, or like I said, they they see him peek through a window. You get a lot of those. I get a ton of those. It's, but it's it's almost redundant. But it's it's the same. It's a behavior, right? Um, right. But with this one here, it's it's a it's a lone big. There's no people there. Yeah. It's it's enjoying the island by itself. It's enjoying its own resources there. So yeah, that's probably why it it became uh, this group of Bigfoot. It became violent. And what did I say the other night? Where it, those hunters that they killed all those hunters, maybe those hunters accidentally killed a bait or like a baby Bigfoot. Or and yeah, this, or, this, or, or maybe even shot at a Bigfoot. Shot at a Bigfoot, and they just re- retaliated in, in, in the only way it could. And and they realized, oh, these these humans without their weapons, they're 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 fragile. Yeah, let's just go on a killing spree. You know, and it it just became Dexter, <laughs> Dexter Bigfoot, <laughs> Dexter Bigfoot. I'm just no, I don't know what to do. Just take rip off the limbs and take off the head, and yeah, yeah. That's not, you, that's not like Hydra. <clears throat> what are your thoughts, Juan? Mm, regional, regional, like um, say North Texas compared to South Texas. Yeah, you know, say this spot isn't as aggressive as this spot, right? Like neighborhoods, so maybe that type of Bigfoot was more aggressive, right? Than the na- the Bigfoots that are here, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because like we, that's why I said earlier, is it a different species? Because you showed me books where there's different type of Bigfoots, right? So I don't know. The the, ones that have the big fangs coming out, and yeah, it's definitely not a three toed one because you know how they said the East Texas. Like or like Legend of Boggy Creek, that area, like the Bigfoots were. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if we, you want to go that route of why they were the the way they were incest, incest, yeah, and that's why they had three toes and mm. they were very aggressive and they just they were more than curious. They were just they were aggressive. But this right here, like the like, I always when I was a kid when you told me that I was like, okay, so Texas is very special, Bigfoot. But like I felt like the northern, like the more north you went, uh, the Bigfoots were bigger, but they were just more intimidating, and they knew, they just use that right. to scare off people. This, however, if this is true, this Bigfoot is like, no, nah, I don't care. I 
I, I know what I've, I've done. I've killed, I've killed these hunters. I've killed these people that got in the way mm-hmm. and I don't mind doing it again. And it's like Dexter Dexter. Yeah. But, well, well, I wanted to throw in also because I know I, um, one of the, the, <clears throat> the first season that we did the show, I did one on Brown Springs and Brown Springs was, uh, when I went out there, it was like, it was like, I felt like, you know, something sit, like sitting on my chest mm-hmm. and like, it was like anxiety. It was like tons and tons of like anxiety, but I didn't know. I later found out that that area of Brown Springs was, um, it was the body dumping ground for the Dallas mob. So Dallas mob used to dump bodies there all the time. And then there were Bigfoot there too. And so I had always had, we, you know, we had the like discussions with our, our Bigfoot groups as what if the EMF in that area, because it's paranormal, there's bodies there affect the Bigfoot. Like it's affecting us. Like, it, like, it, you know, like whenever I walk into it, like a paranormal area, I feel like anxiety and I feel like, uh, EMF does that to different people. It makes you feel nauseated, makes you feel sick, makes you like see stuff. And so if there's like a lot of bodies there and a, a Bigfoot crosses that area, who knows, maybe they'll like, that'll make the Bigfoot, you know, hallucinate and get anxiety and, and get aggressive. So the same thing with Portlock. So you have all these people that, that had died there before, like with the Spanish, and then the Bigfoots cross there. And he know, like, who knows, everybody reacts different to EMF and, and they just react differently and uh, violently and aggressively. So like Juan was saying, you know, this, this whole area is like. It's regional. Yeah, it's regional. So this, if you cross this area, you're gonna become aggressive and stuff. And so, because that's what uh, what I don't know. He's shaking his head when I say regional. I was like, no, when you're talking about the paranormal, yeah, that's why I was tapping my ear because somebody thumped my really, yeah. Because when I went like this, I didn't hit the wall. Yeah, watch thump your thump it. That's what I heard. Wow, oh, Jesus, and. I didn't touch nothing. I, I didn't. I didn't. That. I didn't hear it. I know. But, I heard it. Right, you. You heard it. Right. Well, mm-hmm. you're talking about the the energy, right? And it it popped me right in his <laughs> ear. That's why I looked. Yeah, I saw you look confused. Like you were like, "What the like, heck was what, that?" What, what hit my it hit my headset, and like a pop, like you thumped it. That's why when I tapped it, it's not. It's a different tap. It's like that. Mm. Y'all didn't hear it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Maybe when you <coughs> go back and listen to it again. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's, yeah, that's, there was that probably like at the thirty-eight minute mark. Okay, sorry. No, no, <laughs> you're, no, it's fine. Y'all talking about that? No, yeah, that, this is. To, I'm it's, to, yeah, it's a. It's a. Do you want to really like explain like the show to and where it leads to? Yeah, yeah, um, cause, yeah. Because like it was really interesting. I know you didn't see it, Juan, but um, they they did a couple things on this show that I've never seen on done on any Bigfoot investigation. Uh, Alaskan Killer Bigfoot, the one that you, the one that had DJ on yeah. it. The, the, a big guy with a beard. So they actually brought they brought two medians, two psychic people or two medians out to the area. The first one, what was her name? Uh, Polly. Polly. So mm-hmm. she goes out, and they don't tell her what's going on. They don't tell her, you know, anything in the history of the area. She just shows up in a helicopter. She gets out, and like right away, she hits it. She's talking about you know dark something dark, something big. A lot of people died. A lot of people died in this area. Uh, there's a lot of grief. There's a lot, she was explaining like almost every emotion. There's fear. There's there's grief. There's anger. Um, and then they they were like not confirming or denying it. They were just letting her right. you know fill it out. And that she goes to the spooky tree. Yeah, uh, that's when they lead her to the spooky tree, and she said it's it's getting stronger here. And then that's whenever she started 
getting sick, getting sick, and getting dizzy, and she was like, "I can't, I can't do this anymore." Yeah, we didn't we didn't really say like, in the very beginning when the when the show starts, like uh, Ash gets really sick whenever they get off. Oh, yeah, they was, get off the boat. He's just on the shore though. He he didn't even go close to the. Yeah, because when I saw it, I was kind of thinking, okay, maybe he's like get you know seasick or something, you know, and he's just throwing up and is, stuff. Is this the tree that has all those sticks that look like a, they're pointing everywhere? Yeah, it's like it's like it's, sticks pointing. It's, it's out. really tall. It's, it's like real tall. tall. Yeah, it's yeah. Like a tree, and tall. A lot of sticks. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah. Like a star. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of like that. It's just, it's just weird. I know. So that's I, the scariest, scary tree. The spook. They call it the spooky tree. Spooky tree because yeah. it's like really old. Like it's like over two hundred years old. That, or something the like amount that. of rocks. I don't remember them. There were like there was like branches with with claw marks, uh, lined up around it. You know how yeah. you know, Bigfoots are like they like to leap like rocks mm-hmm. and you know, stuff well, that's like that. What it was it was a uh, they're boulders. Yeah, huge boulders, boulders, huge boulders, and they're like in a mound. Right. Yeah, that's that's. That was a spooky tree. Yeah. Non to knock. Non to knock. Well, yeah, Polly, <laughs> she gets terrified or just just sick, and she, like, she hightails it out of there. Mm-hmm. She just, she gets back in the helicopter, and they're like, oh, snap. Like, that, that doesn't, that's not good. Like, so now they're, they're leaning more to it's, it's something supernatural. And then, does anybody else come out, come out? It was, uh, uh um, Ron, Ron Moorhead. Ron Moorhead. He comes out and, Says that yeah, there's um, he does a he does a cool technique on there. He put he gets a speaker and plays like uh, Bigfoot calls. Yeah, um, like three Bigfoot calls, and then there were it was like not even a couple seconds in, like it's it, there was callbacks and tree branches breaking, and, and they you know they did the 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 dramatic effect. Like oh, what did we just what did, what did they just say? What did yeah. we do? You know, you know, it's funny because, like, I think back when I was with the TBRC, Luke had did that too. He did callouts, or no? He, he we, we got a speaker. We got a speaker, and oh. we, we we did that too. We and we used Ron Ron Moorhead stuff too. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh, wow. We did it out in uh, Sulphur Springs. Shout out to to Ron Moorhead. I know, right? Man. So, like, yeah, that was actually <gasps> that was actually the very first audio that I ever studied, like in like in the nineties. Like, mm-hmm. it was like, uh, Ron Moorhead. He sold them on cassette tapes, and then eventually he sold them on CDs. And I listened to it on cassette tape. I think I borrowed it from some friend of mine, and I would just listen to it all the time. And I didn't let anybody know because I didn't want anybody like back then like to make fun of me, so I, I didn't let anybody know. And then whenever I got with the TBRC, somebody had a CD, and we just had it. We just passed it around, mm-hmm. and I would listen to it, and like I would just listen to it and fall asleep, and just like uh, that was like your your brain, yeah, white noise effect, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So that's a little weird. Yeah, that was really really cool. He but falls uh, asleep to rocks being thrown at him. <laughs> yeah, he's like, ah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, but uh, he's got like other like like you were telling me like he's got like like really scary ones that I thought they were going to play, mm-hmm. where it's like it's it's like trying to talk but it's like it sounds it's it's, it's like doing jonathan davis corn like yeah it's like it sounds like um john doe from one of our shows said um i played that for him and Mm. because he said he told me before i played that for him that he said it sounded like a like a sumaru guy like a samurai samurai guy like, oh, like, Jap- like okay, Japanese. Like it's like, in Japanese. Yeah. Yeah, and so when I heard it, it scared the shit out of me. Mm. I'm like, that. Is there a way this is actually what they sound like? Yeah. You never heard it? That that yeah. that audio? Yeah, that I've clip? heard. I've heard that audio. I, I think you showed me that, mm-hmm. and I think I think. Because you showed me that when I was like nine or something, and my fear spiked. <laughs> and I was like, man, I do not want. Because I always had this. 
fear. I don't think I've ever told you this. I always had this fear, like, because when you took me out there a couple of times, it was pitch black. I couldn't see my hand. Yeah. I always had this fear that, you know, like, Alien 3. Yeah. Uh, the His face would be right here. Like he would just be doing that noise. Oh, my God. I'd freak out. And I'd, I'd got my, I already got goosebumps already. I'd, I'd never do that. Never yeah. Do that. So I always had that fear. And that's why I always thought, okay, if I can have him, if Robert's right on the left of me or right of me, I can focus on the other on the other side, make sure nothing creeps <laughs> up on me. But I don't know why Bigfoot, He's you're thinking he's eight feet tall, I'm five foot. I know. He's going to get on his knees and go, I'm booming me, I'm like that. I don't know why Like I, I thought that. It would just look stupid. If, he had if, to lay on his stomach. Yeah, he had to lay on his stomach. It would be funny rather than scary, but I thought that that, that was terrifying. That is funny. As a, as a kid. That, that is funny. How many seconds are we in? Uh, we are at forty-five seconds. Woo! So we're not even—we're we're just not even scratching the surface on this. No, I know. So, um, yeah, the <coughs> the Ron Moritz stuff. I don't know if I ever told you, <coughs> ever told you the story, but I actually heard something similar to that in like Oklahoma. Whenever I was with uh, Ken the Marvel Marvel, we were at his cabin, and he had a he had like a he had like a neighbor that was like maybe two hundred yards away, mm-hmm. and. And we, I heard some talking over there, and so I thought it was in. A, we would go over there and get like firewood from the, his neighbor, and I go, "Hey, man, your your neighbor's over there," and so we would hear talking, and then we would walk down the road like toward his cabin, and as as you uh, like start seeing like the trees open up and the brush wasn't so around, um, the you would hear like more like louder, and it sounded like that. It sounded like uh, the Ron Moorhead stuff. But the, did you did you think it was big or it was the neighbor? I, I, I thought it was a neighbor at first, and then when we got really close to the house, to his cabin, there was no vehicle there, there was no RV, and it was everything was dark. And I go, and it stopped, and I go, I go, you heard that right? And Kenny goes, yeah, yeah, well, I, you know, we heard it, and and then we would turn around and start walking back to his cabin, and it would pick up again. And so we would stop and then walk really fast back toward it and stop. So I heard the exact same thing that, you know, the. Yeah. And, and then one thing I noticed that uh, Ron, uh, he said on the show that he said that the, the Bigfoot's like the vocal cords are the, like the muscles here. That is, is, is just it's more like I don't think he said advanced, but he says it's more complex and it's more. Since it's such a massive creature, you know that the the dot the the dot being so uh, so massive as well. Yeah, that they have muscles that they're just it's that they can create noises that we we can't even imagine trying creating because right. we don't have the muscles for it. Uh, I thought that was intriguing too. As many times I've probably you probably told me that as a kid, I, I don't think I, it really clicked with me until it, it registered. With it, you. it didn't register with me until I, I realized I was like, oh, that's. That's so right. Like it's it's more than just the screaming. Yeah, it's more than just the the howling or or the whistling that it does. It literally mim- it has the ability to mimic almost every thing that it hears in the woods and then create its own thing as it uh, as it it can. So it's I thought that was really interesting that Ron uh, said that. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh crap, that that does make sense. Yeah, that that makes. Uh I mean, even whenever he was talking about stuff like that, it was like, because uh, most of the stuff he was talking about, like, you know, that it gets its power from trees and, you know, that's, uh, that, you know, if you, if you uh, did some things, it would, it would do it back or it would like, you know, it was most of the stuff he talked about, it hid right on. And so like, I just, I just agree with it because, and it's, and it's funny because I know I was talking to you before about this. It was, he came on 
another show I was watching for uh, four eleven missing hunted. I need to watch that. And it's like it's about it's about these people that go missing in national parks, but they never said the word Bigfoot. But everything that these these missing people were, were stories we're talking about, there was hinting of some like some kind of Bigfoot thing, like a like a scream or a yell mm-hmm. or a certain break in the woods or something. So and then eventually toward the end he came he comes on. Uh, uh, we'll say Ron, Ron Moorhead because the area that he did the Sierra Sounds, a lot of people end up missing in that area. So, uh, but so I I was watching two documentaries within a week. He came on both, so I so that was kind of that was kind of weird and kind of neat. That'd be kind of cool to have him on the show. Yeah, it would be. It would be. I think it uh, would be a good uh, guest. Yeah, I would. I would like you know. I think my number one goal to get one somebody on was number one John Green. He's the he's the top Bigfoot guy, mm-hmm. and he's like in his nineties now. And the second guy was John Benenagle, mm-hmm. but he's already passed away, so I can't get him on there. But uh, I really wanted to get him on, but and he passed away before I even you know before I even did a podcast. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, um, mm-hmm. but getting back to the story because uh, I know we're talking about Portlock, and then we're talking about the Alaskan Bigfoot killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they brought a second. Uh, median on and uh, they were demonologists and, and that didn't sit well with all the guys they were like wait what do you mean demonologist where is this where is this going yeah um, but I can't I, dang I can't remember their names I can't either but it was like it was a couple yeah uh, and their other friend she was there too mm-hmm. um, but she she said that she was already picking up some stuff even at the shore when they were talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she said that she had the ability, like to the door, to to close it, mm-hmm. and she that was I guess that was her I guess her unique gift on that. She was able to close it and she was able to just focus on it. So she was already picking up stuff whenever she was feeling it feeling when she was there. And then whenever they started going to the woods and filling it out, that's whenever she was like she was picking up like it was. Talking to her already, pretty much. It was wandering her out. I was wandering her out that this this land is mine. They're like you can't take this away from. It was getting already territorial. It was already getting aggressive, mm-hmm. and it was like I guess in that that uh, I don't know how how would you call that connection she had with it. Mm-hmm. It was screaming at her, and she was like getting headaches, but she was still pushing. She actually went further than than Polly. She was able to go further. Like she, she went she went further too. They even. More than those guys that were there. Yeah, like so she went to of, an area that we we weren't we didn't see because the guys just stayed like just where the spooky tree and I think that's where they stopped. Yeah, and they didn't dare to go any further. But she was like going like, and she I think she said that she saw something too, and she was chasing after it. And I was like, oh my god, like this. Ugh. Yeah, she said some things on there. It was kind of weird because uh, she she thought you know since he was a demonologist and she was talking about it's it was a elemental. So elemental is like a ancient spirit that they don't call a demon, but it's like a part of the earth, you know, and uh, and it's part of the earth and it protects the earth and it's like you know one with the earth. And so I know um, that was kind of odd for her to say that. And then like. Whenever I whenever I left the TBRC and I started doing like a bunch of like independent research, I ended up talking to a lot of Native American people, you know, and Native American people, you know, a lot of them don't believe in Christianity. A lot of them, you know, not a lot of them, but, you know, some of them, the hardcore ones are they don't believe in Christianity or Catholicism. And so, you know, they always talk about that the that the Bigfoots are one with the earth, you know, that the reason why the white man can't or the, the man can't record them is because they can shape shift into like a raccoon or 
a wolverine or, or another, a moose or a tree or, or, a tree yeah. or yeah or whatever so that always like whenever she said it was an elemental i've never had that perspective thinking about it mm-hmm. i just thought it was like you know shapeshifter or uh, a portal or you know or something or whatever so well in this case it's like i feel like it's all of it yeah a little all bit of everything yeah, so. it's a little bit of everything yeah so they hmm. can't die that's why you can't find a body. <coughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a possibility, yeah. And then it's me. <laughs> I'm sorry. My kid is my kid is just there. Um, that makes sense too. Like if they they don't, I don't think they die. They just they Yoda away. Yeah, they just just disappear. That's real, man. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I had or to they do that. Use the life of something until uh, they just jump from one life to another. If you say they shape shift, well, that's what that's what the Native Americans believe. Well, that's what I'm saying, right? Uh, like a tree could have a certain life, mm-hmm. so shape into that until some danger passes by, then they'll manifest to themselves, and then right. Well, you said they get the power from the trees. That's what that's what they that's what the show believed. That's what Ron Moorhead believed, and because uh, I know. Um, I, whenever I first started doing Bigfoot, I never believed in that. I never. I just thought it was like flesh and blood. I thought it was a primate, stuff like that. And uh, yeah, one of the one of the stories that I was uh, interviewing a guy with, uh, he told me whenever the Bigfoot stepped out of the woods and stepped back in the woods, he said this thing was massive, massive, big, big. It looked like a. I think he like described it as like a bulldozer with two legs. Dang. And he said this thing was so big, and then when it stepped into the woods, he said the woods swallowed it up, like. So it, it grabbed him in. And just like, yeah, just went into it. So it went behind a tree. Even though it was big, it just blended in. And and that always that always stuck with me. Whenever he told me that, I go, man, that's that's amazing. I've never heard of anybody say that before because it just swallowed him up. And, like, he goes, I knew it was there because he was making noise and he was, like, shaking trees. But I, he goes, I couldn't see him. And, like, the you know, the trees weren't that big. Yeah. They, were, they weren't that wide. And so he was telling me I just couldn't see him, but I could hear him. And like it just mm. it just chased him out of this area. So uh, that to me, it's always been. So when he told me that story about it swallowed it up, so whenever I talk to Native Americans and then I hear this story and then Portlock, it all makes sense because like you know, that's why the Bigfoots are not seen as well because they just they just blend so well with nature and and maybe it's like beyond me or beyond my understanding or anybody's like like uh, like under- away from the smell though. Can I see? <sighs> You can smell them. Yeah, there's 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 times when uh, Bigfoots are you know they smell really bad, and there's times when and I, you know, to be honest with you, I think this is just my theory is that whenever they do that, whenever you can smell them and they smell like really pungent and all that stuff, it's because they don't want you there. They really hate you and they don't want you. It's there. It's like a skunk. Like, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like a defensive mode. It's like yeah. uh, it's like them showing you that they're aggressive and and they give off this pungent. Yeah. This smell, and so whenever some people say, "Okay, I," you know, like the, the part of that story was like they went to the cabin when they first got there, and they could smell like a pungent smell, but they didn't see nothing. So it was probably around looking at them. But um, but I just think Bigfoots do that, and then like there's some people just see it and don't smell nothing. Just probably because the Bigfoot doesn't even pay them mind and don't really care, and they're just walking through the area. So mm-hmm. like they know you're there, I'm just, but I'm I'm. Going my way, I'm I'm going this way, and you're you're gonna stay right there. But yeah. if you can, yeah, <laughs> you're not important. You're not important. No, no, sir. I don't know why I said I said it like a. Nanty knock. I said it like the <laughs> goodbye horses song. Oh no, sir. 
<laughs> I'm going to say you're wrong. <laughs> Get some chapstick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Something, this, like, something like Thursday? Yeah, somebody, somebody. <laughs> so, um, but I, you know, I think we're almost at an hour. Wow, I didn't, I didn't think we were gonna have enough material to talk about, but we end up, we end up talking. About no, I think this one is like I got a lot thick. Like, yeah, it's this, just the stories of it, and then like how you touch base with the ships. Like what? What? Uh, I think like all of them said that they felt like they hit something mm-hmm. in the ocean, and they weren't even close to shore. Like it hit something or something hit him, or there was like a couple that just just combust. Like it just it just it yeah. was on fire, and and even like even like the uh, the cannery burned down twice. They were mm-hmm. said in its history, it burned down twice and they rebuilt it once, and um, that's just kind of odd a little bit. So now something that that's that's where I was like I was like conflicted because I'm so used to Bigfoot just being. I'm I'm thinking it as a, just a, a, a an animal or right. primate, mm-hmm. and to have for this one to have powers or supernatural powers where it just like I'm just gonna walk by or just look at it and it's gonna it's gonna turn on, it's gonna catch fire right. for no reason, and that and it's like it's like I said it's evil because it's it's that it's it's home it's it's make it's make it's doing a huge risk where it could like. You know the fire is, it spreads, right? And it can eat up the grass and go to the trees. It's like it's like almost no. I don't want that cabin there, or I don't want that there. That's just gonna go up in flames. That's yeah. that's terrifying because if it does that to a, a building, a structure, well, I'm surprised there was no stories where it did that to a human. Yeah, human combustion. Yeah, so. and then then ah, who you know who's who said it it, it didn't because some of the people were never found. Yeah, so. Like that's, but it, it, I guess it just draw that has to draw a lot of energy for it to do it. It, it weakens it a little bit, so it can't really do it too. Mm-hmm. But man, that's just when it's, when I saw that, and I was like, man, if it was able to do that to a building, what makes you, they had to have done it to, to humans. There's a, there's a lot of stuff in the story. I mean, there's a lot of paranormal stuff they don't, they don't really touch on. They just talk about the deaths, but there's, there's gotta be, you know, I, I was really, I, you know, I wish I could have caught this show when they were right before they started and I would have like maybe tweeted them and say, Hey, take a K2 meter or, you know, yeah. Or something because you don't even know what's in that area. I mean, I wish they had a K2 meter. They can just walk around and just test the EMF. And they had a metal detector. Yeah. Like, dang. How, like, how did you know to bring that, bro? Well, they were doing it for like the Spanish and stuff for coins and stuff. So, but one thing I wish they did was, was, I don't know it's dangerous, but that mine was, that was really intriguing me. Yeah. Because I think that there's something in that, in the mine. Like, I think that's probably like it's, it's hangout. Obviously that area where they went, that was too dangerous, but there's probably another entrance in the, around that island that they haven't checked. And that's where like, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Cause even like they were even hearing stuff. Ash was hearing stuff whenever he was going in there. Now, I don't know if they like did that for the show for dramatic purposes, yeah, dramatic pers- purposes, but I, I honestly think that there's uh, caves that they haven't explored there that it's just chilling there. Yeah. And that's scary. It's very scary. Mm-hmm. I'm scared right now. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you haven't heard any, any other? No, thing? just that one time it freaked me out. Mm. Oh, man. I think I could do something with this, guys. Yeah, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call and say we should definitely do a part two to it. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to, or, I, or either that, maybe like get Matt to do a part two. Yeah, on 
uh, Bigfoot Crossroads. So I'm calling them out now. So. Yep. <laughs> Matt, you're gonna you're gonna have to be on the show, man. I'm sorry, but um, but yeah, I think um, I'm pretty happy with this. Hey, no, <gasps> no coffee, coffee. I'm sorry, man. Hmm. You say it at the end, really. <laughs> I was like coughing a lot worse in the beginning of the show. <clears throat> So uh, I'm not sure what the next episode we're going to do on. I think I'd like to get Billy Simmons on. I'd like to get Luke on. I'd like to get Logan Kraft back on. I'd like to get Matt back on. There's a lot of people I want to interview, but mm-hmm. but I still want to talk about other Bigfoot stories. So, um, But there's like so much we could touch on, and maybe we could touch on some, some paranormal stuff too. Or I would really like to do um, the Cecil Hotel again. Mm. That one was like always intrigued me about that one. That's one particular story because uh, it's it's just like odd. There's like so many things going on in that area. So uh, mm-hmm. paranormal wise, um, probably horror show wise, and uh, just like murder wise, and mm-hmm. um, it's like I feel like it's all connected. Is that the one in downtown? No, it's, this is the one in downtown L.A. Mm. That's the one I was talking about. Well, you said downtown. I didn't know yeah, where. Let's see. I got it out of you. Thanks, Coach. Cecil <laughs> Hotel is the the one where the, the girl went missing. Yeah, right? and then they found her in the the water tank. Oh, that one. Yeah, and that's that, uh, that's, the, okay. that's one story out of many. Richard Ramirez. Richard the, Ramirez was actually living there too, like in one yeah. of the rooms. Yeah, the Night Stalker. He was wow. like, he was like, I think one person said that he came in without a shirt, but he had blood. He had on he, him. he had just had his underwear on. He just had his underwear, yeah. but he had blood on him. And they, if that person would have just. Called the police. Called the police. They would. He would. Oh, Save so many yeah. people. Ah, well, that's another story we'll, we'll, we'll get into. Well, when she was in the elevator, did, did you not see a foot move away from? There was. There was something. There, there was, was always something that moved. There yeah, was, there was. Yeah, that that one uh, Netflix documentary. That's yeah. that's man. That's it was sad. It is really. She was sad. interacting with somebody outside, but they made a close up on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it kind of looked it looked like like the, like like the very toe like a toe or yeah, something. Like and then she reacted to it. Yeah. Looking over there like and what, it's still creepy. If you look at what, the video. Yeah, what if what if that was like a spirit that's trying to get her out of the elevator and cuz like know, she I was mean, she wasn't on like poor baby, she was like uh suffering from schizophrenia and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. She and, was on medication but she do you think, think there's enough that? energy for some spirit to manifest itself there that long? Yeah, to yeah. encourage her to come here. And from not only that, like I think it's, it's. They, I guess they can tell whenever you're schizophrenic, or they just know when how you would react to. Yeah, it. I think I think they're in tune better, or they're like it's almost like a, a spirit uh, with a regular person. You see a light, but with a person with like you know some kind of ailments, so it's like it's like a Roman candle. Yeah. So they're it's probably like attracted or a magnetic thing. They're probably attracted to a lot more and stuff like that. Well, like uh, aut- aut- well, I'm not gonna say autistic kids, mm-hmm. but there's some kids where yeah, some I mean you you can go through them. Yeah, you can because they're they're in tuned differently than yeah, we yeah. are. So I mean, <clears throat> there's like they can see frequencies or like especially children or like mm-hmm. yeah or spectrums or frequencies a lot different than what we can see. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but that's that's what I was believed in and stuff like that. So, but anyways, yeah, we, we can definitely go back to that because I think that yeah, because I, like, I don't think I did the no, you didn't do it. The, that was uh, Chris Collops and Ash, mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was a good show, but I think it could have been better. But it doesn't mean. <laughs> but um, anyway, um, but I think that we can call it a night on this one. Mm-hmm. So, I guess I can say good night. You guys ready to say good night? All right. Well, good night from the silent guy. So... <laughs>
<laughs> you, you you talked yeah a little bit yeah but no, no you talked you talked anyway all right good night everybody good, good night, night.